I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, I'm Josh Hallam, and you are listening to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we talk about films that we think might be underrated, underseen, or we just wanted to talk about them. This week, it's Alice's turn to pick, and she chose Solomon and Gainer from 1999. So, let's see what we think. Alice. Mm, yes, Josh. Solomon and Gainer. Solomon and Gaynor. Gaynor. There's going to be a lot of... A lot of Welsh pronunciations in this, so yeah. I, I apologise for in advance for my poor pronunciation that will inevitably come. I forgive you in advance, um, Josh, because I know you'll try your hardest. I'll try. I even googled the, the pronunciation oh, good, good. of Yoan Griffith. Griffith. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, Yoan Griffith. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Anyway. Solomon Gainer. So, spoiler mm-hmm. warnings if you've not seen it. And I'll be honest, of all the films we've done, this is probably one that you, one of the ones on the end of you're more likely to not have seen it. Mm. Uh, Alice, you picked this one. So, give us a quick snapshot of what it's about and then tell mm-hmm. us why did you pick it. So, Solomon and Gainer. So, the film is a historical drama slash romance about two young lovebirds, Solomon and Gainer, who want to be together but find that challenging because of societal and religious pressures. So, it's 1911 in South Wales. Gaynor is a Welsh girl from a family of strict chapel goers, and Solomon is a door to door salesman who sounds like he was born in Wales but is Jewish. And there are some anti Semitic tensions in the town which lead to Solomon hiding the fact that he's Jewish. But he's incredibly handsome, and she is too alluring so they can't resist each other. They embark on a sexual relationship that sees Gaynor fall pregnant, bringing shame on her family and the chapel congregation. She's then forced to separate from Solomon and get sent away to Llanvihangel to have the baby and then give it up. Solomon tries to find her, but by the time he has walked from Cardiff to Llanvihangel, see, Llanvihangel is one even I struggle with, um, (laughs) which is a 30-hour walk, I'll have you know, according to Google Maps, in the middle of winter... He falls terminally ill and dies shortly before Gaynor gives birth. Uh, so that is what the film is about. The reason I picked it is that I think it's underseen. So this is a film that I have only seen once. It was one of those that I was forced to watch as part of my college education in film studies. And I remember thinking it was quite good, but... I only watched it the once and then I never saw it again. It's not one I'd ever heard of. I'd never heard of the director. I knew Johan Griffith from, who's in like Fantastic Four or something, like yeah, he's a super stretchy yeah. man in that. Um, but apart from that, I didn't know anyone else in it. I didn't know anyone else who'd seen it. Super stretchy super man. Super stretchy man. I think that's his official title. <laughs> oh no, it's here. He's here. Super stretchy man. <laughs> Watch out, super stretchy man. Um, 
And so I thought it might be a bit underseen, sorry. And I didn't even check what rating it got or anything before choosing it because I was like, I guarantee this is underseen. And after seeing a bit about, you know, how much money it made and how difficult it was to find just Mm, to watch it for this podcast, I reckon it is definitely underseen. So, Josh... I've got a good feeling I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Had you seen Solomon and Gaynor or had you even heard of it? Had not heard of it, mm-hmm. had not seen it, could not find it. Mm-hmm. It was um, it was a difficult one to get hold of this. Yep. In the end, I did manage to find a, a copy um, on the internet. But like, for example, I even started looking to see if I could get a DVD. Mm-hmm. And there was DVDs of it going for about 60 quid on eBay. Wow. Yeah, Golly so I don't, know, yeah, I don't know if it's got like a bit of a cult following or whatever, but yeah. Maybe. And one thing I will point out, which we discussed briefly before we recorded, so this film is in three languages. Then now origin- mm-hmm. There is two versions of it that are released. There's one entirely in Welsh. And then when Solomon is speaking with his family, they speak Yiddish to each other. Mm-hmm. Then there's an English language version. So Gaynor speaks Welsh with her family. Solomon speaks Yiddish with his family. And then most of the other dialogue, the, the bulk of the dialogue is, is in English or mm-hmm. Welsh, depending on which version you've got. The only version I could seem to find had no subtitles for the bits that weren't in English mm. to my, you know, to, to, to the shame, I think. It, it, it's, it, that is a shame, isn't it? Like, you mm-hmm. know, the fact that I couldn't find a, a, a copy. So... As I said to you, I followed the plot as I went along. So I do know what happened, but it's probably about 10 minutes of dialogue where I, I couldn't entirely make, you know, I don't speak Yiddish or Welsh, sorry to drop that bomb on you. Um, Mind but blown. I know, I know. I, yeah, I asked to get my Duolingo on, on and uh, <laughs> try and learn both of them. But um, no, so I hadn't heard of it, hadn't seen it. So you picked it because it's underseen. So I, I, one of the things I just jumped to is obviously you picked it because of its Welsh language, right? That's, I mean, that is a huge, a huge part of why I like it. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not going to lie, yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's perfectly fine. That's, I think that's perfectly fine. I think, <laughs> it's I think my it's culture. A, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely right. So let's get stuck into it then. So you've watched it again. So this this must be the first time you've watched it in quite a while. It is indeed. Um, it's been quite a while since I was at college. It's been quite so a while since talking, you did your film studies A-level. <laughs> indeed. So we are talking 20, 22, 23 years, something like that, yeah. Even more than that. So that would mean you were 10. What? Was it? Uh, sorry. It's, my, it's my maths. Sorry. Skip. <laughs> As you can tell, <laughs> listeners, How I did not do, do maths. How young do you do A-level. So I was, I was, what, 18? Yeah. I, yeah. Was, I was a little bit older because I took a year out between high school and college. But yeah. So, yeah. The, so not... <laughs> So 13 years, years more ago, like that. Just over a decade. <laughs> just over a decade. Uh, listen, here in Wales, we do our uh, A-levels very early, we do. We're smart, you know. We're smart. Uh, yeah. You take the piss, but you know uh, what? You do I your GCSEs after you have your A-levels in Wales, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So, sometimes it's a thing. Having watched it again 40 years ago, when you last years. watched it, just after the war before it came out. Exactly, um, man. What, what did you reckon then? What did you reckon to it watching it in 2022? You know what? I really, really liked it. I yeah. really liked it. I thought it was a beautiful little film. So... Obviously, one of the main things that I like about it is this strong Welsh element, right? So there's not tons of Welsh films out there and even fewer that are any good, but I really liked this and I loved that it dipped in and out of the Welsh language and Yiddish as well, which just isn't a combo that you're going to see too often, right? I love seeing the Welsh landscape and the familiar scenes of like derelict chapels and higgledy-piggledy walls made of different shaped rocks, but also the grim ruggedness of the landscape, which ends up being Solomon's downfall and just seeing 
being a representation of Wales at this time as well. So beyond primary school, which obviously I've limited memory of anyway, we didn't really learn that much about Welsh history. Um, and it's not until I got a bit older that I realised how little I actually know. Like I used to look at Welsh castles and stuff and be so impressed and proud and think, wow, what a brilliant feat of Welsh engineering and strength. But obviously they were all built by the English to subjugate Welsh people. And unless you were a slave, you weren't allowed in them, right? But stuff like that just isn't really brought up in school, or it wasn't when I was a kid, at least. Things might be different now with the rise of the independence movement. Yes, come near, but I don't know. Uh, so I was just happy <laughs> to be looking at a representation of Welsh history. Yeah. So when you watched it, did you watch the uh, English version or the Welsh language version? So I watched the English version, but it did have... It, well, Welsh in it and Yiddish in it, but yeah, I, I yeah. did get the subtitles, so I was yeah. able to sort of to, to go along with it. No, I didn't realise that there was a fully Welsh version as well. So, I think so. I might, I, I might be wrong, but I think they released two versions, one fully in Welsh with obviously the Yiddish bits mm. and then another bit in English, um, which is interesting. I, I wonder if there's much differences because obviously tran translations and stuff, you, you can never always get them spot on, can you? No, they're not. And I noticed that so, in this film as well. Like sometimes the characters would say something in Welsh and I'd check the subtitles and it wouldn't be, you'd get the sort of feeling of what they're saying, but it wouldn't be an exact word for word translation. So that's always interesting as well. Yeah. So so outside of the, you know, the association with Wales and how much you love that, what else did you like about the film? What did you think of some of the bits of it? So I, I really like the characters and I really like the performances. I thought our two leads, so Johan Griffith and Nia Roberts, gave a couple of great, convincing, endearing performances. And you're really rooting for these characters. For the most part, except for the odd occasion, Solomon is charming, he's eloquent, he's emotive, he's empathetic. And he gives a really convincing physical performance as well, like with his facial expressions and his body mm. language. It's like everything has been considered by the actor. You reminded me a little bit of uh, Charlie Cox in Stardust. Like, his like the, suit the, is the a little bit too hair big. Well it's and, the floppy yeah. hair, this you know boyish face, and like yeah. oh my jacket's too big and my shoes are too big and all that sort of thing. Um, and Gaynod as well is very sweet and still young, but she's not naive, and she has a couple of moments of real strength when coming up against like the patriarchy of a god fearing town mm. in South Wales in mm. 1911, which isn't easy, right? And I feel like they do so much with so little, like just sometimes when they look at each other, you feel so much for them and there's so much low-key energy and chemistry between them. But I think all the cast really do a good job and their performances, along with the script, I think help to build a lot of tension, whether it's sexual tension between Solomon and Gaynod or more aggressive tension between Solomon and Gaynod's brother or like this fearful tension between Solomon and Gaynod's dad. And then there's just tension throughout that builds as you worry that people might find out that Solomon is Jewish, which mm. is something that he's working so hard to hide from everyone. A bit like an Imperium, you know, when you're just on edge all the time that yes, Nate is going to yeah, get found yeah, out. Yeah. It's a similar sort of feeling and it just means that the stakes are so high from the start. Um, yes. what, what about you, Josh, just sort of off the bat? What, what were your initial thoughts coming away from it? Did you like it? Yeah, so so there was oh, a yeah. lot I liked in it. There was a few issues mm -hmm. with it as well, but overall, I think there's more good than bad. I really liked the feel of the film. Mm -hmm. So it's it's quite Shakespearean, isn't it? It's mm -hmm. the, the obvious comparison will be something like Romeo and Juliet, Indeed, two, yeah. two families that sort of have clashing ideologies or, mm -hmm. or religions or whatever you want to call it. It felt quite dramatic, but mm -hmm. on a small scale at the same time, which I really enjoyed, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So when I say dramatic, I suppose it, it, it achieves this with this these 
this big dramatic score, which I quite enjoyed. Some really beautiful music in there, particularly the string music that they use. I really enjoyed that. Some really epic and, and beautiful shots of, of the Welsh countryside, and mm -hmm. and you see it in epic is all, the word. Yeah, you're right. All, you're right. All, yeah. <laughs> you see it on all different seasons, and it looks mm. really, really beautiful. Um, like you say, the leads are really good as well. Uh, Johan Griffith, is it Johan Griffith, if I'm saying that right? Yeah, no, you're yeah, saying Yo that pretty Yo bang Griffith, on. Yeah. yeah, so, so I mean, he learned Yiddish for this film, which I yeah, read, whilst the, which is pretty impressive because learning a language is, is one thing, but some languages, obviously, are difficult to learn because they are perhaps not rooted in... Uh, like, for example, it's, it's harder for... Uh, it, as a rule, generally, it's harder for, like, a, a Western person to learn Mandarin because mm -hmm. it's a whole new alphabet and i think mm -hmm. yiddish is a bit like that i'm not too sure i'm not like a linguistics expert expert but in any case he did well to learn yiddish so fair play to definitely yeah nia roberts is also really good as gainer mm. like i say like you say they've got a uh, good chemistry between the two of them they're, they're really really sweet um one thing i did really like about it was it explored an issue i didn't really know much about because mm -hmm. it's all based in in true in a a real time in Wales, isn't it? It's that yeah. anti-Semitic thing is is something that's very much a it very much happened, and and I think the director was draw, the, who also wrote it was drawing on that when he mm -hmm. when he did the script. So it was nice to to watch something like this and be educated. It reminds me of something that like we'd watch in RE at school. Yeah, yeah you know a bit certainly. like if you watched um like for example East is East or yeah. Bend It Like Beckham. Yeah. You know, something like that where it deals with, it is a film and it's got a plot and it, but it also might deal with cultural sensitivities, religion, that sort of thing. And I quite enjoy that sort of thing. I think it's quite, you know, film is there not only to entertain, but I quite, I like a film to educate me, but just not batter me over the head with an issue. And I think that gets the balance right in this film. Oh, definitely. I agree. And I, I quite like that it, it, it makes you look and think about those things. Like as a Welsh person, like I like the fact I'm Welsh and I love Wales and all this. And it's like, but you have got to accept that this is part of your history as well. And I was watching yeah. something about um, like one of the sort of nationalist uh, Welsh movements, like talking about this film and saying like, it's a great reminder to remember what was a really dark period in Wales's history. And yeah. you shouldn't shy away from it and you shouldn't pretend that it didn't happen because there are, and, and it does still go on somewhat in some communities, and I wouldn't say it's it's like the general rule or whatever, but where people do still have very small-minded ideas, it's usually directed at English people, to be mm. honest, but, it, yeah. but they do still exist in some parts of Wales. And it's just like, it's just a good reminder that no, no one's really innocent. Like we can no. like bitch and moan about the English as much as we want, and we do, but it's like, but we're not perfect. And I like that it shows you, no, we're not perfect. But within that, there is still, there's still beauty in there. And there is still, there is still, you know, um, like raw and heartfelt feelings. Like when after he yeah. gets his shop smashed up and someone's left a basket of egg and milk and eggs and milk. And it's like, we don't all feel this way, but some people do. And we're sorry that they do sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah. I, quite, I quite like that. It's a different part of our history, isn't it? Yeah. And like you say, you can't, you know, you can't shy away from what has happened. So mm. it, the way to tackle it is to em embrace it and educate people so that it doesn't happen again, I suppose. Exactly. Um, so so I, I really enjoyed that aspect of, of the film. Um, so, and another, obviously, to, to extrapolate out on that, I really enjoyed the exploration of language and identity. Oh, yeah. So you've yeah. got a Jewish family who are all Orthodox Jewish, speak mm. uh, Yiddish to each other, and then a, a Welsh family who's speaking Welsh to each other. And both languages are quite they're both held passionately by those people who speak them. Mm -hmm. And those communities, I think, have quite a fear of those 
language is dying out. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a real fear, or I gather there's a real fear in communities that speak languages like Yiddish and Welsh that they will die out yep. as time goes by, and and obviously that that would be that would be a real shame. And I think that 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 this tackles that quite well as well. You know, that idea of identity and that idea of what do you prioritize your faith or the person you love or you know there are many many films that tackle this issue and this this is one of them i think i think it does it does it pretty well i think mm. yeah um, i i really so I like it. so many of the themes that are sort of running through it things like you know oppression isolation identity religion societal expectations industrial hardship anti-semitism social tensions the denial of your culture and heritage like there was just so much of it going on as well as very overt like anti-semitism as well there's also a lot of i suppose like passive aggressive or like microaggressions you know when it's just normal to say things like oh you're not one of them are you or oh we got it from those jew boys down the road and that sort of thing and it's like it's just interesting like how oblivious some people are to how saying things like that or behaving in a certain way can impact people and like solomon pretends that he's english to gaynard right because he's too ashamed to admit that he's jewish gives her a fake name doesn't he yeah sam sam livingston yeah Yeah. i mean how bad is that that the better option is for you to pretend that you're english over being jewish like that's (laughs) wild he's like all my parents are from england it's like oh fucking hell keep that quiet mate but it just it just shows a lot about how tense it would have been and like how afraid he is to be himself and to show himself and how he feels like he's got to hide that part of him. And it's really sad. It is. It is. But it's but it's executed really quite well, I think. Mm. And just away from all that stuff as well. And you did touch on this a little bit at the beginning, but I do think it looks and sounds great. There's some great effort gone into it visually with the costume and you can hear everything. Like the Foley artist was working overtime here. You can hear when Solomon is rubbing a piece of fabric or you can hear farm animals in the distance. Like I just noticed that there was so much sound happening all the time. And I really appreciated the attention to detail. And ultimately, uh, watching Solomon whack Gaynor's brother with a shovel was really fucking satisfying. He, uh, you are right. It's, it's, it looks and sounds amazing. And that really draws you into the world. So I think that's another reason why you can really focus on the relationship between the characters and the issues that the film, the film is dealing with. Um, I thought the guy who played her brother was really, really good, but it's Brilliant. interesting. Do you, um, I, I don't know if you do. Do you watch The Crown? Have you watched The Crown? I've seen like the odd bit, yeah. but no, not really. So I quite like the crown. I know, mm. you know, whatever. You feel feel what you feel about the royal family. I'm not here to talk about that. But as a program, <laughs> I quite enjoy the crown because it does deal with. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Like historical issues I'd never knew actually happened. Yeah, yeah, And I quite I find that quite interesting. But there is an episode mm. where... Before he is made the Prince of Wales, again, I'm not touching on the political side of it, but Charles is Prince Charles has to go and live with a Welsh family. Oh, and the family good. are played by <laughs> Gaynor and her brother. What? Really? They're, they're a married couple in it, yeah. They and they teach oh, him wow. Welsh and like so it's the only other time I've seen So he is in Star Wars. He's in one of the Star Wars films is as he? a general, yeah. The uh, is he called Crad? I think so, yeah. yeah. Like and that. Gaynor, I've not, I've only ever seen her in The Crown as well. I thought she was really good. She definitely, no, I never. yeah. But uh, I've not seen her in much else. I looked on her IMDb. I think she's done a lot of like Welsh language stuff. Um, yeah. So uh, I have, I haven't seen it. Um, but uh, yeah, really good. Like you say, I enjoyed it. Lots of like. Because you know why the Prince of Wales was established, don't you, Josh? It was to keep the oh, Welsh quiet. Now we're going to, we're going to. Look, just know your place. I do, I do, I do. I keep keep my flag hidden away. (laughs) Okay then, so let's move on to things that we didn't like or perhaps that we would change about the film. Now, I don't don't get the impression that there's loads for you. Is, Is there much from you, Alice? There isn't really, you know. Overall, I had a really good time watching this and it, it yeah. made me it made me feel more positive. Like, I just felt really positive about it and I think it exceeded my expectations. But there were a couple of things that I will bring up, but they are pretty tame. Um, so I could have done with the music just being a bit less prominent. So the music itself is beautiful and great mm. and certainly suited the time period and the mood and the vibe of the film. But it was just, it was quite constant and I didn't always need it. Like, I was hooked with the performances and the script. I don't need the constant music to try and engage me. Like, I'm already engaged. For me, a lot of the time, when I hear music constantly, it's like, what are you hiding? What what what, what are you trying to do here? Are you trying to make it seem more exciting or anything? But sometimes I'm just like, just trust your actors, trust the script. And in this instance, I feel like they really could have done. Um it's obviously a little bit creepy that Solomon just follows Gaynor to the chapel after he's met her once on her doorstep. <laughs> and the fact that he knows where she lives is, you know, a bit creepy as well. Like he can and does just turn up at any time. Uh, but, you know, she's into it, so it doesn't bother me that much. Um, and that's it. That's it, Josh. That is that is my list. Like very two very tame things. I've um, Overall, I was just so, so impressed. Uh, what about you? Tell me your thoughts on this one. I could have done with more Solomon following women 
Could you? Yeah, we're into that. Yeah, I want to see him following what, yeah. her sister. I want to see him following yeah. her mum. Follow her granny. people. Follow <laughs> uh, No, so there's a, there a couple of things in it. I suppose it mainly lies in the some elements of exposition, I think. Mm-hmm. So the big one is, I think... I think we needed to see more of them together in love in the first half to make the second half more devastating and more Mm -hmm. sad. Um, So it sort of feels like the the bit showing them being in love happens quite quickly and then then sort of within an hour she's been taken away. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I would have, I think we needed to see more of them and more of them together than apart. Mm-hmm. But I think we get more of them apart and together. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Couple of other sort of choices again around the exposition, which I wasn't too sold on. So obviously Ga- uh, Solomon goes to Gaynor's brother and has a fight with him to try mm-hmm. and get him to tell him where Gaynor is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, t- he just says the name, which I'm not even going to attempt because you, you speak of, Yeah, but I, and, I might even be saying it wrong, so I'm sorry to our Welsh listeners. How how would he know where that was? Yeah, north, right? It's just north north of Cardiff. I'm just going to try and go north, yeah. He just knows where it is. This is 1911, Mm -hmm. right? I'm not saying... Obviously, maps have been around for thousands of years, so maybe (laughs) maybe there was a map. Maybe had a map. It's a little farmhouse in the absolute middle of nowhere, so I'm not sure he he would know. (laughs) Especially because he's not, you know, he isn't a... um, At the time, he wouldn't be a, you know... uh, a manual labor type of guy would he so mm-hmm. i don't would he have the skills to just find a house like that i totally agree with you, you know what, and I mean? so, what i thought about that whole sequence as well is he could have been more prepared like physically like yeah. his shoes were shit he wasn't wearing the right clothes he didn't even have gloves and it's like mate it's the middle of winter in wales and i was like i feel like he had the impression I got was that he had the resource and he had the wherewithal to figure out, oh, this is going to be a long trek in the cold. Maybe I should prepare a little bit more. Maybe take a bag he, of food he, he, he or works something. In, he works in textiles. So how? Yeah. there's no way he doesn't have access to like a big sheet coat. Make yourself some gloves. Coat or That's what I was thinking. So, like, where's the hide? Where's, where's you know, where's the fucking You didn't, need to, die, you didn't yeah, need, you to need to die, Solomon. You didn't need to die. Could have lived happily ever after. He does um, die. And that brings me on to my next point, which is you don't need to see him die. Right. So there's a bit at the end where they're in bed together and he is mortally wounded. He's obviously mm-hmm. dying. And she finds him dead, right? Yeah, he sort of, he does But he goes like, breath, he, he proper goes he? like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. it may, it just completely took me out of the film. <laughs> it's a little bit cheesy. For me, it was like, you know, have her wake up and roll over and see that he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, and that, 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 that would have totally. far more impact. When he did the, I, it was it was almost like, I was almost, I thought it was almost funny. It was funny, yeah. Yeah, oh, so it was a bit like... Uh, yeah, so ruins it. Just, ruins just it have him be dead. You mm-hmm. don't need to see the... It was a bit... It was a bit A-level drama. It was. It was, it was like, I thought that. It was like... Oh, I totally agree with you, man. Um, Definitely. And again, you know, at the end, they t- they're taking Solomon's casket back to his family. Mm. And his, and Crad, Gaynor's brother, who hated Solomon, mm. is sad. Yeah. Why? Well, has he had some character development, maybe? But and, you, you know... don't see it enough because he's just mm. sort of, he just hates him. And yeah. like, I think we need, because he gives the, that actor, I can't remember his name. I know his first name's Mark. I can't remember his surname, but he gives a really, really good performance. Mm. And I think, yeah, I, I don't necessarily know if they built up to him being in tears at the end when he yeah. sees his casket. Then the only other issue I had, and I want to wait, I want to sort of weigh in 
with you and see what you think about this because I don't know. Have you done much reading around the actual events of the film? Um, somewhat. Like I saw where some of the inspiration for the author and, and the and the writer came yeah, from. Yeah. So I was reading a, an article about it, which I've saved and I'll put up when when this episode goes out because it's quite interesting. It was sort of like an essay around. It was revisiting the film twenty years on, so it's from twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize until I'd finished the film that the, ninth, the, 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 the trashing of his family shop is not just a targeted attack on that family. So mm. it's meant to be that there was some... So I'm looking here. It's, I think it's called Tregegar. Uh Yeah. So the yeah. 1911 Tregegar riots were a real event yeah. where, where Jewish yeah. families were targeted as a result of anti-Semitic feeling at the time. I did not get that from this film. So mm-hmm. I got that they didn't like Solomon's family and that they live in a small village and there was an anti-Semitic feeling, so they took it out on what might have been one family. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get that actually that was a, more like a, a movement and there was actual riots. Yeah, and it was sort of linked a little bit to what was going on in industry because they were striking, weren't they? Yes. The yeah. industrial workers and stuff. And then it was sort of related to that as well. And, you know, they were very angry. They felt like they didn't have much money, but that these Jewish families did have money. And then that's where the anger sort of came and spilled over. Um, but I, so I did get that it was more part of a wider riot, but I wonder if maybe I had some pre-existing knowledge because, I mean, we know about the fucking the strikes and the writing, or mm. I do anyway, sorry, that went on in South Wales. I don't know if you've seen uh, the music video for Funeral for a Friend's History. Oh, but it's very dramatic and it's all about the strikes and it always oh, crazy. <laughs> um, but it, that's very good as well. So I don't know if maybe because I'd been a little bit pre-exposed yeah. to that, those sort of narratives, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Sort of yeah, thing. so, so I, I, as someone who had no prior, prior knowledge of it, I, mm. I didn't get that that was part of a wider thing. I mm. got that... Crad and his friends didn't like Solomon getting gay and pregnant. So, so they, so they, so they trashed family. his family's shop. Got, yeah. That's all I got from that. And I think, yeah. back to the point I said, you know, the film did a good job about educating around that issue, but I think it's quite important that it's obvious that this wasn't one group of men, you know, doing it to one family. It was a part of a wider feeling. And I didn't yeah, get that. So I, so I think okay. perhaps, I mean, it, and you know, that might be because of, things like budgetary reasons you know it's difficult yeah. <laughs> to show a big riot but mm. i'm i'm sure there must have been something even if it was characters talking about it that could have shown that that was a wider issue than targeting one family Okay, so let's move on then to talking about the critical reception then. Um, now, I haven't seen the critical reception. Now, you picked this because it's underseen, but let's look mm-hmm. at the critical reception before deciding, is it both? So, lay it on me. Lay it on me. Well, you take a little guess for me first, Josh. Where okay. do you th- what, what do you think it got and what would you give it? I, I'd give it like a... It, it's a solid sort of six or seven. You know, okay. let's, uh, let's say six and a which half. Which is it? Yeah, which six, is it? Let's There's go a down huge the middle. difference yeah. between six right, and seven, right. Josh. Let's, oh, let's, my God. Let's say six and a half then. Okay. And I think it probably did. I imagine the people who watched it probably quite liked it. Yeah, Welsh people. <laughs> yeah. So let's say maybe an eight. Okay. Well, at the time of recording on IMDb, it gets 6.8. And then over on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it 70%. And then the audience give it 81%. Okay. So I think it did pretty well. So for yeah. me, that that's 70% from the critics. That's about appropriate for yeah. me. Uh, 
The 6.8, I think, just veers towards a little bit mean mm. on IMDb. The 81%, maybe just a touch high. Yeah. Uh, but I did really, really like this film. But the main reason I picked it was that I believe it's underseen. And now, the only figures that I could find was that domestically, this film made £165,000. So not nowhere near yeah. the million mark at all. Yeah, um, it's not a lot, is it? No. It was incredibly difficult for us to find to watch mm. for this podcast. You couldn't even find a version that you could understand. <laughs> um, so I will definitely, I'm going to throw this right in the underseen pile. What yeah, about you, Josh? I, I completely agree. Um, yeah, I'd say it is underseen. I mean, we I hadn't heard of it and it was really hard. Probably the hardest film to get hold of of all the films we've done, and mm -hmm. we've done over 120 episodes now. So, so, mm -hmm. so yeah, so I think definitely um, definitely underseen. Probably appropriately rated, maybe, but yeah. th there's, there's, yeah, there's, lot, so. there's lots to like in there. You know, the, stu the stuff that I said I didn't like was just sort of things I would have changed about it to make it a little bit more of a rich tapestry of story, maybe, but definitely underseen. So you picked it because it's underseen. It's underseen. Way I did it. I did the podcast. <laughs> so there we are then, Solomon and Gaynor Underseen. So glad that you thought it was all right, Josh, as well. We're coming away from this a happy Welsh person. <laughs> uh, anyway, enough about Wales. What are we going to be watching for next week, Josh? Sorry, I'll stop now. My Welsh, Surprisingly, <laughs> my Welsh accent is actually pretty shocking. How much Welsh do you actually speak? I can speak fluently. Yeah. Yeah. If you put me next to a fluent Welsh person, I'd like, if I hadn't had the subtitles for that film, been I'd have been all right. all right. Yeah. And how much Yiddish do you speak? Uh, yeah, about the same. About the same. <laughs> like, pretty much, pretty much fluent, yeah. you know. Uh, nah, none, none at all. A Renaissance not a woman, jumped. Alice Oliver. <laughs> um, next week, a little mm. bit of a change of genre. We're going to be watching and talking about Vacation from 2015. Ooh, okie dokie. I look forward to that one. And I'll say no more about it. Mm. So yes, please join us same time next week wherever you get your podcasts and we're going to be talking about vacation. Until then, if you want to get in touch with us, the email address is filmsandthatpod at gmail.com. We're on all the social medias. If you just search for Just Films and That Pod, you'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, other ones. Uh, <laughs> Etc. Et um, and we're also on the television, aren't we, Alice? We are indeed. We're on the local TV network every Friday from 6pm. So if you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool or the northeast of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, to my Solomon and Gaynor fans, <laughs> you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. We're also on Channel 195 on Sky across the country. That's every Friday from 6pm on your local TV channel. Yes, lots of ways to listen to us and see us. Aren't you lucky? Please do get in touch. And if you do get a little second, give us a little rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. It's always yeah. very much appreciated. Oh, it is. Very good. Very I, good. I think I, your Welsh accent's better than it's mine, It's not you know. bad, you know. I've got a drama degree, <laughs> haven't I? Um... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's, thank you very much for listening. As ever, it's goodbye from me. See you next week. Cheerio. Bye. Hold up. 
Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.